I've always been super mindful of the products I put on my body as well as in my body. And when I got pregnant, I wanted to make sure I was taking everything I needed to support my pregnancy, which included taking a quality prenatal vitamin and I chose Ritual to support me on my journey. What I really liked about the brand and their vitamin is that it's high quality and uses traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's also non-GMO project verified, soy-free, gluten-free, and vegan. It also has a citrus-enhanced capsule that's designed to be easy on the stomach so you can take it with or without food. Please note these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I think it's so important to build a foundation while creating life and to ensure I'm getting the right nutrients matters to me. Right now, Ritual is giving all Balance Your Life podcast listeners 10% off your first three months by going to ritual.com forward slash Megan. That's ritual.com forward slash M-E-G-H-A-N for 10% off your first three months. Welcome to Balance Your Life podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I am the host of the show. This podcast is designed to inspire and empower you to start and maintain your own wellness journey so you can become the best version of yourself. Let's begin. Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life podcast. If you are into beauty and wellness, this is the podcast episode for you, especially if you have dry and sensitive skin like I do. I feel like you're going to gain so much value from today's podcast episode. This week on the podcast, I am joined by Dr. Jean Retief. When Jean turned 35, she experienced great change, contemplation, confusion, frustration, and joy. She invested so much of her energy in becoming an expert in her field, but realized that the career she had built with a single-minded focus no longer fulfilled her or inspired her. Facing a health and soul crisis, she had decided to make a big change. She integrated her human rights background into figgy skincare, which allowed her to seek serenity and still experience the adrenaline rush of creating something new. On this episode, we talk about how a diagnosis led to her starting her own skincare brand, how clear skin comes from within, and why you should be mindful of the foods you consume. We also discuss skincare for dry and sensitive skin, how to get your skin to bounce back after a flare-up, minimalistic skincare tips and steps, and so much more. For all my beauty junkies and wellness junkies out there, you are going to love this episode. Make sure to check out Figgy after you've listened to this episode. And with that, please welcome Dr. Jean Retief to the Balance Your Life podcast. This episode is brought to you by my program and guide, Yoga Mama Journey journey to a happy and healthy pregnancy and baby. Navigating pregnancy can be so transformative in the best possible ways, but it can also feel overwhelming at times. 
I've put together a program and guide that will help you to alleviate some of that guesswork and be in great shape, mind and body for when baby comes into your world. This program contains prenatal workouts, prenatal yoga flows, prenatal Pilates, affirmations for pregnancy, pregnancy supplement checklist, baby registry checklist, hospital bag checklist, and additional resources. You can use the link in the show notes to access the Yoga Mama Journey, Journey to a Happy and Healthy Pregnancy and Baby Program and Guide. Welcome to the show, Dr. Jean. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I would love to back right up. And before we get into your story and everything, I would love to know if you could give a little bio of who you are and where in the world you are currently joining me from today. I'm joining you from Portugal, but I am South African. I've only been living in Portugal for three and a half years. And uh, my background is in international humanitarian criminal law. But after I was diagnosed with panic disorder uh, in 2015, I needed to make really big and difficult changes. And uh, so Piggy Piggy was born. (laughs) That's so amazing. And we'll have to chat a little bit afterwards because my husband, all of his family is from South Africa too. So it's fun for me to connect (laughs) with people that are from that area. So I would love if you could talk about like you were in international criminal and human rights law Yeah. before you pivoted. What led you on that path? Because what you do now is very different. And I'm just curious what led you into wanting to work first in that industry? Yeah, I mean, I think while, uh, while we're talking, it will become a little bit clearer how it's actually not that different in terms of what led me to want to do Figgy. But um, I had a lot of uh, trauma in my childhood and I was sexually abused for a very long time by a close family member. Unfortunately, I had a similar incident in my younger adult years. And I really think that and many other aspects of my upbringing kind of um, gave me the passion I had for human rights. I always knew I wanted to do it. Like when I was studying law, all my friends were so concerned with where they were going to do their internships and getting into the big firms. And I I just knew I wanted to go into law clinics and legal aid. And that was always my journey. So I decided to start my own consultancy, which I built from the ground up. And yeah, I loved doing it. It it really was my baby. I, I worked so hard to make it a success. But when I was diagnosed with panic disorder in 2015, all of the things that I hadn't dealt with in my life caught up with me. And unfortunately, in that career, I was also dealing with a lot of secondary trauma and many other things that were just not conducive to my diagnosis at that moment. Like I was traveling a lot. I had insane working hours. I wasn't always in areas and spaces where any kind of medical help or otherwise was available to me. So it made my symptoms immediately after diagnosis so much more scary and worse. And um, I didn't deal with it effectively. I, I, I couldn't accept that this was what was happening to me. I kind of put it on the back burner and try to ignore it. And when we moved to Portugal, 
three years ago, everything just broke <laughs> and I had to make really difficult decisions. Yeah. I relate so much to that. Before I started working for myself, I was in a private investigative and security firm and yeah. I enjoyed it. Like there was a lot of things that I enjoyed about it, but I can totally relate to the idea of like, it's just not a great industry to be in when you're trying yeah. to work on your own mental health. And I felt like I was so reactive to everything that was going around, you know, like, even though I was doing background checks and stuff, we were still deal dealing with like terrorist watch and kidnapping cases. And it was like, mm. there's no proactiveness about this. This is all like things are hitting you face on and you're being so reactive about it. And that's hard enough for anybody to do. And then add on top of it, like your own, like personal lives going on and any sort of like mental health. And it, it can really take a toll. And I mean, I was in there for like three years and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I did my time. Like this was fun while it lasted. I made incredible friends and you know, the, the family that I worked for was amazing, but I was like, I just, I could not see myself doing this until retirement years. It's a lot for anybody to deal with. Yeah. I mean, I was in the industry for over 13 years um, because like I say, I was so invested in it and we worked on amazing projects that made amazing strides. It was just that, you know, when I moved to Portugal and I, I call it this moment of breaking apart, I really had more of a health crisis and I don't know how to describe it, but maybe more like a soul crisis. Like there was so many deep seated things that I needed to deal with. And I just couldn't be the person I wanted to be for the people that depended on me in my consultancy and who I wanted to be for myself and who I wanted to be for my family. So I, I had to make a choice and um, yeah. So Figgy was born. <laughs> So I want to switch gears to that. You moved to Portugal. Was that like in line with starting your own business? Did like did starting Figgy come afterwards? Like why did you even decide to move to Portugal? And then what catapulted you into starting your own skincare company? Because I love skincare and I know <laughs> there's a correlation you were talking about, but I'm like, I'm yeah. sure people are like, how did this happen? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, I understand. It's just that... Um... Well, first of all, we moved to Portugal mainly because of business reasons on my husband's side. And also I wanted to expand the consultancy to a European side. And if you know South Africa, you know that we do have a really big problem with violent crimes. And we just, we have a five-year-old. She was then two. We didn't want to raise her there. We wanted to give her an opportunity to be a child and have a good life. And that's really why we moved I think, you know, it was just amalgamation of things. It was all of this trauma I didn't deal, hadn't dealt with. The secondary trauma that came from the human rights, the insane travel schedules and not accepting my diagnosis and managing it effectively and dealing with it effectively and looking after myself. And then the immigration uh, that led to that moment of breaking. And during my consultancy, I did a lot of mentorship with other women and I helped a lot of them in their professional careers and so on. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt that there are so many women like me, especially those in 
professional careers and industries that feel like I feel and that are struggling, but they can't say it because it's not a conducive environment for you to say, listen, I'm struggling or the stress is a lot for me or something like I have panic disorder. I mean, you would seem lesser than or less capable than. So I just thought, you know what? I'm so stuck in my consultancy with red tape and bureaucracy and the politics that come with dealing with human rights. I'm not making a practical difference anymore. So let me take what I've learned and what I know how to do and put it into something where I'm not barricaded by all of these outside influences and build something that can hopefully make a difference, you know, and build this community for women like me who've struggled and achieved, but still seek some kind of purpose, you know, and a place where they can go not to be judged and where it's okay not to be okay. And that's really why I wanted to build the Fiki community. So let's talk about skincare then. Yeah. Why why is Fiki in the industry of skincare and of beauty? Like what led you to wanting to create a skincare brand? Because I think that's absolutely amazing. So First of all, I really love skincare. I always have. But when I was going through this really difficult time, um, maybe your listeners who have anxiety disorders will know that your skin is really affected by it. So I have sensitive skin, but when I'm going through panic flare ups, my skin is really bad, like even water burns. <laughs> and during that time, I had also moved to a new country with new water, new food, new products many of which were written in a language I didn't understand. <laughs> so uh, I just had this moment of, can, I just need something, just something small to go right or feel right or feel good again. And I thought, well, I think it's skincare because it's something I can commit to as a self-care journey for myself. Those two minutes that I take to the, take care of myself, it's my largest organ. I'm so aware of it if it's not feeling good. And um, I'm not finding any products that's working for me. I want there to be some kind of product or toolkit for the Figgy community that can help them with their self-care journey. So I decided to do my certificate in cosmetic chemistry and do it myself. <laughs> I love that so much. And it's funny, you were saying like all the skincare, all these products in a language you didn't understand. I mean... I'm English speaking and I feel like sometimes you look at a label on something and you're like this is English and I don't even understand yeah. like what, <laughs> what is, is in this <laughs> it's like it's crazy it's funny because I've always been when I was like in high school and stuff it was always makeup like I was really really into like you know the traditional makeup and then as I got older it became like like this makeup's not laying on nicely because the skincare is not <laughs> doing yeah, the working thing, right? It. <laughs> it's not working with it. And then, you know, as I got a little bit older, it was like, I really started looking at labels and ingredients. And you're like, why in the world is something that's carcinogenic or hormone disruptor yeah. in our skincare? And then I got pregnant and I got even more psychotic about skincare. Yeah, and I was I like, imagine. You just like, you're like, I mean, I threw out so much makeup, skincare product that mm -hmm. I was like this, like, I don't even know how it's on the market. And, you know, right now my skin is going through some crazy pregnancy thing and stuff, but I feel like, and maybe you can speak on this a little bit too, like 
I feel like when it comes to the skincare or beauty world, if you will, there's two very polarizing opinions. One is like, it's all vanity. Like there's, you're just doing it to look like look good. It's a vanity thing. There's nothing to it. And then on the other side, people are like, it, it really relates to mental health. Like I know there's mm-hmm. lots of doctors and lawyers and, you know, skincare enthusiasts out there who are like making a difference in the world. And they're just like, no, this is my me time. When I look good, I feel good. When I feel good, I do good. Like, it's just, it's like a, you know, two minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is. It just, it's a time for me to really just pamper myself and show myself some self care. So I guess I'm curious, like, what would you say to those people that are like, "Mm," you know, I bar of soap on the face, you know, coconut oil or whatever Mm moisturizer is laying around and I'm good to go. Like, I don't know. I think there is, there is like a mental health and a self care aspect to practicing some sort of beauty ritual, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah, I completely agree. First of all, I mean, if to those that think it's vain or just using the bar of soap, like more power to you. If if that's what makes you happy, you do you. But for me personally, I really believe, especially with my journey with anxiety disorder, that there are um, there's not just one aspect of being healthy and looking after yourself. You know, you have to look after the soul. You have to look after the mind. You have to look after the body. And we spend so much time exercising and moving and eating the right things. And the skin is the largest organ. Um, and you only get one, <laughs> you know, just like you only get one life or one trip around the sun. So taking care of that doesn't necessarily mean that it's all about reducing wrinkles or wearing a certain makeup to make you look a certain way. It's just taking care of your largest organ, feeding it, nourishing it, nurturing it, and and giving it everything it needs to protect you from the outside world every single day. Um, It's your biggest barrier to everything bad that can enter your body, basically, you know. So I really do think, for me personally, it is a mental health connection. Um, And then with that comes the kind of meditative effect of it. Uh, I'm a mom, I'm a business owner. So I get that you don't have time to always sit and meditate and have 15 minutes for yourself. And it really takes me two minutes to, or sometimes five minutes to do my routine. But even those two to five minutes where I'm rubbing the skincare into my face, or I'm cleansing my face with water, that feeling of refreshment you get even in the mornings when you just use water to wake up your yourself and your skin, it's just so amazing. And it makes what I've really, really learned in my anxiety disorder is it's all the little, little, little small things throughout the day that build up to a big change. You know, it's not the 15 minute meditation. It's the 10 one minutes that you take to mindfully breathe or do something with your skin or eat something healthy. All of those build up to a more balanced mind. I think (laughs) I hope that makes sense. No, it absolutely makes sense. And I think if people even think of it as like you were saying, it's the largest organ in our body. And at this point in my life, I was into skincare. And I remember my husband getting a really horrific virus and going to the doctors. 
and you know she he's doing all the symptoms and stuff and she looks at his hands and at this time he was working maintenance in a retirement home so he was consistently washing his hands with you know harsher chemicals just to make sure he wasn't picking up anything and he had all these cracks along his hands and the doctor was like this is the problem like you're there the viruses and bacteria are going in through the cracks in your hands and that's why you've gotten so sick like you need to moisturize or moisturize it better and in that moment I was like that makes so Mm. much sense like you know if we're if our skin is just dry and flaky and cracking and everything of course there would be bacteria and viruses that would get in there and you know make our whole body sick and I I never really made that correlation before and as soon as she said it I was like oh my god like that makes so much sense yeah and it's also it also again relates to the mental thing because I mean think about it if you're have if you have for example really dry skin dry skin usually is super itchy and uncomfortable when you're itchy and uncomfortable that's all you can think about you become irritable you're irritable to everybody around you you literally feel uncomfortable you sleep you don't sleep well because you don't know how to sleep or how to lie down it's you're so aware of it um so it only makes sense that you would take care of it you know so I want to ask you where did the name figgy come from and what makes your skincare so much different than anything else on the market because there's so much right now on the market and I totally appreciate, like, I know the European standards are like way better than anything we have in Canada (laughs) and even way better than the States. Like for, I'm always like, man, for a a country that's so large and has such a big presence, they get away with so much garbage when it comes to like the beauty industry. Yeah. So, um, Figgy, (laughs) you know, I, I was actually just, um, sitting outside one Sunday thinking, what am I going to call this community? And I was having my favorite fruit, which is a fig. And I started playing around with the the word. And then I looked up the symbolism of a fig and it's symbolic of being a community and that we all move forward in a community and no man is an island and we're all there to help each other and move each other forward. And it's exactly what I wanted Figgy to be for other women. So I just thought it was divine intervention. And that's how I landed on Figgy. Uh, What makes it different is, well, first of all, of course, it passed all of the EU regulations because uh, we're selling here as well. So there's that. But it's all the products uh, are fragrance free and very importantly, essential oils free, because for a lot of people with sensitive skin, it's hard enough to find products that are fragrance free, but then often you will find products that are fragrance free, but they have all sorts of essential oils and exotic extracts in there to help with the smell and the sensory experience. But those are super irritating for us that have really sensitive skin. So it's important to try and avoid that if you can. And there are really, I would say, two legit competitors or legit brands that really, really, really focus on sensitive skincare. But I, as I said, I love the experience of skincare and what comes with that. And I wanted to bring the luxury experience of skincare back to sensitive skin, you know, in a formula that works and that is soft enough to use on a daily basis. So 
Figgy is a, is like a, a regimen uh, with your two cleansers and your two creams that you um, use as a minimalist approach because sensitive skin needs minimalist skincare. You know, you can't be throwing a thousand products at it. You can upset it so incredibly. So it's really taking you back to the basic goodness of skincare, resetting your skin, getting it back to a healthy place. And then we can, we can build from there. Yeah. Amazing. When you were going through all of this, uh, your, your panic disorder, starting to create a skincare business. I'm curious if you can even walk us through like, what was your skin doing at that time? What did it look like? How Mm -hmm. was it reacting? And what were some of the things that you did that got it back into balance? Because I mean, from a, like I'm currently just over five months pregnant and my skin is having a total freak out. Congratulations. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much. I mean, it's been really good. Like, absolutely. I've had a really good pregnancy. Minus the skincare is like really upsetting me because I didn't have a problem up to this point. And I've been, I have dry and more sensitive skin. It's not super sensitive where it's like, will really react, but there are certain products that will you know, inflame it and stuff. And then all of a sudden it was just like overnight. I was like, what in the world is happening here? And Mm -hmm. no, maybe some hot tips for any sort of pregnant mama out there. So sorry (laughs) to go through that. But look, what I can say is usually when I have a panic flare up or anxiety, I often see the sign that it's probably going to go a little bit bad in my skin. And how that manifests for me usually is my skin is really, usually it doesn't take a lot for my skin to be red, Um, but my skin is really red and it feels like it's six sizes too small for my face and it burns like everything water burns, you know, like it's so sensitive to the touch. I, I can literally feel my skin And then I start to have usually on my right cheek, some cystic acne breakouts, and it's really so uncomfortable and painful. So one of the main ingredients that are in all of the products is South African green rooibos extract. And it's such a beautiful ingredient because there's so much proven scientific evidence for what it can do, the anti-inflammatory properties, the antimicrobial properties. It's been studied in so many cancer trials. So it's really a beautiful ingredient to help with your sensitive skin. When I'm having a flare-up, the absolute first thing that I do is I stop everything except the basics. I remove even the moisturizers uh, in my in my routine that before Figgy used to have actives in them. Actives would be your things that work on your pigmentation and your wrinkles and things like that, because your sensitive skin can't handle that. You know, it's wonderful for those, um, if you then say vanity, <laughs> vanity calls that you want to have, but it's really a lot for your sensitive skin to take. So I stopped that for at least 14 days and I just go back to the basics, cleansing and moisturizing. Um, What I've also learned is because I travel a lot is to look at it from a different angle. Um, Sometimes it's in the water because, you know, you cleanse your face with the water, but a lot of places have really hard water, you know, with a lot of chlorine or copper or whatever. 
So what I try to do is um, wash with distilled water that I've boiled and cooled down, or I wash with rooibos tea. So I put the tea bag into the water and I, and I will rinse my face with that. And then just sticking to that 14 days, no makeup, no actives, look at what you're rinsing your face with, the water that you're rinsing your face with. And I also try to take out inflammatory foods from my diet because my face is already so inflamed. I don't need to be adding anything more to that. But it's a journey. Like if your skin is in that phase, it takes a while for it to come back to itself. The most important thing is just to not do anything to make it worse, you know, so rather go back to the basics and and just be okay with that for a while. I actually really love talking about the idea of sensitive skincare because I think there's this culture, especially like, I don't know if you're a TikTok fan or if that's big over yeah. where you are, but like everybody is like a beauty influencer on TikTok and yeah. like the amount of like do the skin cycling thing. We do glycide, I can't even say it, glycolic. Glycolic yeah, glycolic peels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we do a retinol and then we do a vitamin oh C. Oh my God, you should never do like... that with sensitive skin. Oh, I'm, I, like, so... <laughs> I'm getting anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Your girl over here was like, oh, everybody says you're supposed to have a vitamin C. That's the first thing I'll introduce into my repertoire, right? Is a vitamin C. I've always been like a hydrator person and everyone was like vitamin C, vitamin C. I added in a vitamin C and I wish I like, I'll send you a picture later. My face, I can't even describe what happened to it. I really should post it online. I just, I feel really bad kind of like, I don't want to like name the brand that did it because it actually has a good reputation. It was just my skin, but it looked like, like I woke up and my husband was like, oh my God, what happened? happened? (laughs) I could feel like the tightness. It was, I could feel it swollen. And when I looked in the mirror, I burst in tears. It literally looked like I was training for like a UFC fight. It was, my face was so puffy and so sore and so red and inflamed. And I was like, and I knew instantly, I was like, it has to be the vitamin C. I only tried this yesterday and I I put it on overnight and it was like, oh my God, like, but nobody talks about that, right? Everybody's just like, no, you need vitamin but, C in your skin, in your repertoire. You know, the thing is just that people forget that, you know, first of all, if you have a question about skincare, it's really good to go see your esthetician or your dermatologist, not, 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 not the TikTok influencer. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really open about that, even though I have my own skincare line, you know, I, I really believe in that. And the thing with vitamin C that people forget is that skincare is so personal even my sensitive skin will react to things differently than your sensitive skin you know we're not even talking about oily versus sensitive and vitamin c has so many proven benefits as an antioxidant i mean it's probably the gold standard in antioxidants and people ask me why the figgy day cream antioxidant day cream doesn't have vitamin c and it's because of this reason because aliscorbic acid is beautifully proven but a lot of sensitive souls cannot tolerate it and it's become such a big thing in the skincare industry and when it becomes a big thing a lot of the brands think 
because consumers think more is better and higher is better. So the, the percentage of vitamin C that they put into the products is so high. And you can't see that oftentimes on the label. Is it 10%? Is it 20%? Is it 5%? If you have sensitive skin, you're better off probably between 3 and 5%. But you're probably using a product between 10 and 20. And it, it can be really intense for your skin and that's why we also use different types of antioxidants just to make it a little bit you know softer yeah no it was I mean I apparently went to the extreme and I looked afterwards I was like this is like 20 percent oh my god I know I'm sure you're just over there dying a little bit I mean I was like and I mean it came down within a few days because I stopped every like I stopped it all I washed my face immediately but I was like I was so embarrassed to go anywhere outside and like, just I'm this so little sorry. side story. I had literally had just found out I was pregnant at this time. I couldn't even go get a pregnancy test because I mean, Aww. I thought I was pregnant at this time. My face was all swollen. I was like, I can't go get a flipping pregnancy test to test this because people are going to be like, oh my God, who is this person that clearly got into a street <laughs> brawl outside? Like it was off. I'm <laughs> um, so sorry. <laughs> It was, yeah, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. So this is why I'm more mindful about what I consume on TikTok. And I'm like, you know what, just because it worked for someone doesn't mean it works for everyone. So speaking on that topic of like dry and sensitive skincare, what are, in your opinion, what do you think people are doing too much of when it comes to skincare? And what should they really be focusing on? Like, is it, a cleanser, a serum moisturizer, is it I would leave out the serum, I wouldn't do any sort of AHAs, like, what are some things that people are doing with skincare that you're like, we probably could stop doing this? And what are things that people should like be including in their skincare routine? Yeah, I think, you know, when to answer that question, you, it's important to understand, understand that skincare products do help us and aid us. But there is a lot more that goes into good skincare than a skincare product. So dry and sensitive skin. I mean, I would just say, just be so careful with exfoliating because your skin is already dry, which means you don't really have that problem of getting rid of the dead skin cells because they kind of flake off naturally because your skin is so dry and it's sensitive. So you're sensitive to actives you don't really have that layered of of skin that you need to remove. So, and you're exfoliating by doing normal things during the day. Even if you're washing your face with your hands and your water, that's exfoliating. Um, drying it with a tissue or that's exfoliating. So just be careful with that because that, that could be, you know, potentially <laughs> harmful to you. Uh, avoid, for me personally, avoid fragrances and be careful of essential oils because those can be pretty irritating but then the other thing that's super important is and this actually comes back to social media skincare especially during the covid pandemic so many people got interested in skincare and that for sensitive and dry skin is product topping like don't do it don't do it you have to be patient you know it takes three months three consistent calendar months to know if a product is working or not, or if it's not work. I mean, unless you have like an allergic reaction or something, I mean, that's a given, but 
you know, people will buy a serum and use it for two weeks and think, oh no, this is not working. My skin doesn't look any different, or I don't have less wrinkles. Let me try something different. And hopping from that one product to the next, it's a lot for your skin to take. You have to be patient, you know? And the other thing that I think people often forget is skincare comes from the inside as well. So it really is what you eat and what you consume. I don't believe in diets. I I hate diets because I think you need to live life in moderation and just enjoy it. But I mean, if you're going to be eating, you know, a bunch of chocolates every day and you're not going to be drinking the amount of water that you you have to drink and and doing all those kinds of things, it's going to show on your skin. And no matter if you buy the most expensive medical skincare out there, it's not going to work if you don't take care of your body inside as well. So what is your morning and or night and time routine? Like if you have ones that differ slightly from like morning to evening, or maybe it's consistent throughout, what are you using as a daily ritual? And then, you know, I don't know, maybe you're like once a week, I add in a a retinol or whatever, like what, what does your daily and weekly skincare routine look like? So daily in the mornings, I don't cleanse with a cleanser because my skin is too sensitive and too dry. So I wash with normal water or rooibos tea. And then I apply my Figgy Nurture the Goddess Antioxidant Day Cream. I like to use an antioxidant day cream underneath my SPF in the mornings because um, it's been proven that it helps boost your SPF to help fight the free radicals, which are those nasties that give us cell damage and premature aging and age spots and all of that. Then I follow it up always with a 50 or more SPF. I like the HelioCare 90 because it's a physical and not a chemical. So it doesn't go into your skin and it doesn't need to cause some kind of chemical reaction to give you um, the protection you need. That's all I do in the mornings. In the evenings, I do a double cleanse. I first use the step one of the Figgy Double Cleanse, the makeup dissolving balm to oil. You can use a balm or an oil cleanser because the most important part is you need to attract oil with oil. You need to get all of those oily, nasty stuck inside your pores from the day, from your makeup, your sweat, your SPF, the pollution out of your pores, because otherwise you're just slapping on moisturizer on dirty skin. So you need to get that out. Then I follow it up with the Figgy Gel Cleanser just to get rid of all of the excess oil and clean the surface of the skin and make sure no makeup is remaining. And then uh, I apply the Evening Rescue Cream just to feed and nourish my skin. It's a lot thicker. It's a lot more luxurious. You can choose any kind of luxurious moisturizer that you can leave on throughout the night. And usually the last thing I would apply is my targeted treatment, whatever that is to you. For me, it is retinol-based, but I use encapsulated retinol, which is a little better for sensitive skin. And I use a super low dose because I cannot tolerate a lot. And I also apply it after my moisturizer. So it's not so directly absorbed through my skin. That's really all I do on a daily. But um, on Sundays, I will usually do a mask like whether it be a hydrating mask or maybe um, I don't do a lot of mud masks because it's too drying for my dry skin. Um, But that's it. Like I I really don't like to do a lot. I just like to keep it simple because my skin can handle a lot more than that. 
Yeah. Well, you have great skin. So I'm sure anybody who's listening to this or, and or watching the videos, like what, whatever you're doing, it's working really well. What about for your body? Are you moisturizing it every single like morning and night, just at nighttime? Are you using an oil? Are you using like a body butter? Are you using like a lotion? What are you doing when it comes to the rest of the body? Yeah. So with the rest of the body, I'm, I'm really, really, (laughs) I'm really bad because one of the worst things for your skin is really hot water. And I cannot bath in water unless it's scalding hot. That's the whole idea of a bubble bath to me. So I know I do that really. That's a big wrong on my side. But I just, um, again, try to stay away from the fragrance. So a body wash, fragrance free. I don't wash with a washcloth or those hard sponges because they cause micro tears in your skin. And it's exfoliating enough to wash with your hands. And then I just use a glycerin-based, pure glycerin-based with maybe some panthenol or whatever type of cream uh, that I can put on. Once a week, I will bath in baby oil just to kind of lock that moisture in a little bit more. And of course, always sunscreen. (laughs) Sunscreen (laughs) is a big yes. (laughs) sunscreen is my new thing that I'm really trying very hard to get on board with when I went and saw my dermatologist it's so bad like my whole family is known by this dermatologist he knows everybody I came in and he's like I know your family you guys have like a sun problem I'm like I know like I just I like I love the sun and I'm always like I wear a physical based sunscreen at the start of summer but then afterwards, I'm so bad at like, well, I'm like, well, you know, like I've already got yeah. a little bit of a base going on. And I know like every dermatologist, skincare guru is like wanting to beat me over the head with that. But I promise that I'm working on that <laughs> very, very hard. And you know what? That's it's enough. funny. You were, That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying about the hot showers or baths and stuff. And you're like, I do the same thing. You know what? I do my cold showers in the morning. I meditate. I do yoga. I'm like, you can't win them all. If I want to have a hot shower, I'm going to have a hot shower. Exactly. Exactly. Moderation, right? Life is only there once. (laughs) So one of the things you had mentioned that I really admire and want to talk about is this idea of like, not really buying into the whole diet culture thing, but also making sure that we're nourishing our bodies and, you know, enjoying life but, you know, also eating well, drinking enough water. What are some things that you do maybe internally that aren't necessarily like skincare based that you have found have really made a difference in your skin health? Are you drinking, you know, uh, the, the allotted amount of water that they say, are you drinking matcha? Are you taking bone broth? Like, are there certain things that you do daily or weekly that you have also found to contribute to better skin health for you? Yeah, I don't take any supplements or extra things unless my doctor has asked me to take it. And so far, I I haven't been told that I have any deficiency of anything. So I don't like to do that because I believe if you eat healthy, you should be fine in any way. So the most, I think the most important thing, it's so boring, but water, you have to drink enough water. And the biggest change, the biggest change in my skin is a healthy bedtime routine because that goes hand in hand with my anxiety disorder. It's one of my first triggers for a panic attack is when I'm tired and I haven't been sleeping well. 
um, and you see it in your skin and you can't sleep well if you don't have a good bedtime routine. So that has probably made the biggest difference in my skin. What is your bedtime routine? Because I love a good <laughs> evening bedtime routine. <laughs> um, so again, I'm a mom. So, you know, you do the best that you can. But um, I'm very lucky because my little girl has a very good bedtime routine as well. So she goes to bed at exactly the same time with her storybook. She stays in bed. She doesn't get up and get out and, and all of that. So after I've done that, I make a cup of rooibos tea. Um my phone, from the minute I come home from the office, my phone goes into a separate room to charge so that I can't be bothered by any digital media or emails. Then uh, when I go to bed, I take my cup of robust tea. I uh, write in my gratitude journal what I'm grateful for that day. I will either meditate or I will just do, um, I think you call it an inversion, where you just lie with your with your legs up and just um, try to let my mind do whatever it wants, you know, to wind down and think about all the things it wants to think about before I go to bed. And then I, I turn in and I try to do this at least an hour before I go to bed so that I really have enough time to just calm. <laughs> no, I love it so much. It's always like, I'm always like amazed by the people who can just like fly through the day and then they just like hit the bed. And I'm like, how on my earth husband do you do and that? My like, little girl are like, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they're just so zonked out from having such a busy day, but I'm like, it's it's funny. I actually heard somebody on a podcast talk about like being woken up and like put to sleep like a cat, like they need to just be pampered and like loved a little bit. And it's like slow. I'm like, that is me to a T. Yeah. And I'm assured that when the baby comes that it will not be like that anymore. I'm <laughs> manifesting it'll be otherwise. But uh, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I read at nighttime on my phone, if I do have it out, because my parents are in a different time zone than me, like it goes on red light. So you know, if for whatever reason, they call or text or something, I'm not being blinded like by blue light. But I find like, I just I can't be the person my husband's the same way he can like watch TV and just like conk out. I'm like, don't you find that like wires you up? Like I need to have like a moment of like <laughs> yeah. no blue light or tech or anything before I can actually fall asleep soundly. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> Is there anything that you do extra, maybe like a like luxurious buy or a product or you know do you go for like facials on a monthly basis or use like an led light like anything that you're like this is bougie and extra and luxurious but i have absolutely loved it and i feel like it's contributed to better skin in my in my world yeah uh i i've always gone for facials once a month that's just more also a me moment you know taking some time for me to relax but also especially when I'm having panic attacks and I have this whole sensitive situation and I have the breakouts, I really prefer for a professional to help me deep cleanse my skin if it's necessary than for me to be picking at my skin, which is a really bad habit I have when I'm anxious because when I'm anxious, I start scratching. It's, it's really horrible, I know, but it's unfortunately it comes with the territory. That's the only thing I do. I really believe in as little as possible because in my world, the more I commit to, the less I achieve. 
because I already have so much going on. So I may commit to more things with good intentions, but then I end up feeling so bad and down on myself for not doing what I had committed to. So everything that is okay for me to keep minimalist, I just try and keep minimalist. As you're speaking, a thought popped in my head. Are you familiar with human design at all? I've heard about it, but I I cannot say that I know exactly what it is. <laughs> okay, when you're when you're talking, it's like there it's based on your exact birth time, your birth location and your birthday, and it pull, it generates this human design chart if you will, and it's based on like physics and astrology and the Kabbalah and the I Ching and oh, all wow. of these different things. And it's like it's crazy accurate, but there's a like a like we have all these centers and one of these centers is like people who like if it's defined for you people tend to overcommit and if it's undefined for you you like you know that you do tend to overcommit and then you're like mm, like I shouldn't have done that it's like it's too much for me I try to you like want to keep things minimalistic but yeah. you tend to like overcommit yourself and stuff so yeah. you were talking <laughs> and I was like I feel like I should look at her human side chart afterwards so <laughs> this I has would been be interested to know <laughs> it is so like I mean it, it felt like when I first learned about it at the time, there wasn't a lot of people talking about it, but there were a few people and it was like, how legit could this thing be? And then I did my own chart and I was like blown away by it. So then I had to do like everybody in the family and everyone was like, this is literally me too, like <laughs> to a T. Like, you know, when you hear some of these like full moons or like it's a new moon and you're like, I kind of resonate with some of it, but not all of it. And yeah. this was just like, everything was so like, Oh, wow. It, it describes you more than like, I feel like you could describe yourself, but you're like, I've never been able to articulate it, but that is exactly how I, how I act, how I function, how I work, how I live, all of that stuff. That's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so I wanted to, before I send everybody to check you out online before, I, you know, if anyone is interested in grabbing some figgy products. Is there a book, podcast, or resource? It does not have to be related to skincare, although it can be, that has brought you incredible value that you want to leave with the audience. A uh, book, podcast, or skincare. Uh, or resource. Or resources. Okay. Yeah. Yes, but it, it's created, I think it's more related to self-care. Um, and this, it may sound so strange, but I can't, I can't remember what exactly the brand name of this is because my husband is the techie. I'm not the techie, but <laughs> it's those Sony noise canceling headphones, but not the ones that go inside your ear. The one that go right around your ear, like those big bear claws, those have created such islands of peace for me because when you have an anxiety disorder, your mind is constantly kind of racing, 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 racing. And, and you're constantly kind of grabbing for that moment where you can just have peace and just have quiet. And there's something about those headphones. If you put them on that division between you and the rest of the world outside and feeling so inside yourself and calm and quiet, even if it's just for a minute or two is so incredible. And I think why it helps me so much is, again, I travel a lot. I'm a mom. 
I can't always tell my little girl, I'm going to meditate for, you know, 15 minutes, you need to sit still. And you can use those anywhere when she's watching TV, I can pop them on when I'm having anxiety before I fly with many people around me in a noisy airport, I can put that on. And it's just that instant kind of grounding and stillness. And uh, it's really been such a huge help to me. No, that's an amazing one. Actually, before I even send people to check you out about that, besides that, because that's an incredible tip related to anxiety. You know, I know you were talking about your skincare, having a moment for yourself, your evening routine, these noise canceling headphones. Is there anything else that has helped you deal with your anxiety? Because that's such a hot topic in the sense that everybody is experiencing it lately, I feel like. And we're being more open to talking about it. But, you know, if someone's like, I feel like I also have anxiety, like, is there anything else that has really helped you to deal with it? Or if you know, you are in that moment of like, panic attack, uh, anxiety attack, what has been like a saving grace for you? When I'm in the moment of a panic attack, it's difficult to say because I think everybody has their own journey for what works for them. And even with me, it would depend on what led to it and the techniques that I will use, but in a more like general sense and keeping it under control on a daily basis, the biggest difference to me has been like a two-sided thing. First is accepting that this is who I am and how I'm wired. I'm always going to be more sensitive than other people. I'm always going to be more anxious. It's just who I am. And the second was, um, I was really blessed to meet a really good psychologist that is also a body therapist and really learning to understand and listen to your body. Like, where do you hold your anxiety and how do you physically release it? Like physical exercises that you do, like shaking your hands or, um, uh, really like deep exhales or something like that to release the anxiety because it really helped if you're tuned into that you're in a lot better space to be able to preempt that it may happen than I was before because now I can feel oh wow my shoulders have been super tense these last two days and I'm getting neck pain and migraines I need to check that or I'm getting up and I feel like I've slept for a long time, but I'm so tired. So I'm not getting quality sleep. I need to work on my bedtime routine or I need to leave the office a little bit earlier. It really helps to be able to understand those cues from my body. No, that's perfect. It's like the idea, or I think it's based around the book of like the body keeps the score and like how trauma, anxiety, like how it comes into our body and like manifests in it and how we can like things that we can do to help kind of like re-release it and stuff so uh, Dr. Jean this has been an incredible conversation if people want to just follow you online and check you out or if they want to maybe grab some of your products where can everybody go and find you so the products are on sale in the U.S. now and there is free shipping on all orders and you can find it at figgi, F-I-G-G-I dot E-U. If you want to read the blog where I share 
a lot of my life and the podcast where I also share, you can go to figgylife.com. And you can also follow us um, on Instagram at figgybeauty. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to get some samples in the mail. Oh. They literally came like last night. Okay. So I haven't had an opportunity to try them yet, but you guys have to work on getting it up in Canada. I know it's harder to do. People hate yeah. shipping to Canada because we're a bloody nightmare to deal with with the mailing system. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay. I'm going to try my best, but I'm sure that there is no restriction because we've had sales from Canada and it's shipped there. I think it just takes Perfect. a little bit longer. So you know, people want things like tomorrow or the next day. So I think um, it just, yeah, it takes a lot longer for some reason to, to ship. I know, <laughs> I know. Canada is a hard, I mean, even where I live, like Amazon Prime, we don't get Amazon Prime. It's like two days or more because I guess where I currently live, even though it's like a bustling town and like our, our city, I should say, it's a bigger city. We don't have like an Amazon warehouse I'm like, how is this even possible? Yeah. If you're in the States, you could order something at like eight in the morning and it's there by nine in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's amazing. I'm in Portugal. It's not so... that quick, but <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime is also non-existent here. <laughs> it doesn't exist there. Yeah. Uh, this has been such an incredible conversation. I will make sure that everything is linked in the show notes. Thank you for coming on and sharing your journey and your expertise and everything about the Figgy skincare line. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful. If you love this podcast episode, spread the love by sharing this with your friends and family, share it out on social media, and don't forget to give it a five-star rating and review. From the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful that you are here. Until next time.